This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 373 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Getting hitched. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Total Saddle Fit, EasySignsOnline.com, Sparkle and Boom, and listeners like you. Well, we hit the road today with the Rural Academy Theater, and Robin has a carriage and will travel, a listener challenge for the Holiday Radiothon, and what is Helena's spy name? Plus, Tack and Habit looks at Michael and Kenzie. Listen in. Welcome to the Stable School, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the Stable, it's every week. They bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop calls. It's time again for Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. Stable School. This is Glenda Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, howdy, Helena. What's up, my buddy? We got a lot to talk about today. And uh, I, you're, you're okay, right? Because your postings on Facebook today had everybody a little concerned. That- well, I don't understand why people we, would be concerned. Everybody on Facebook knows me by now, and they know <laughs> that I have a very low tolerance for stupidity. For crap. <laughs> and so, and I like to swear. So at least our stable scoop fans would be like, oh, yeah, that's just Helena. It's Thursday. Yeah, what that's right. <laughs> Most people have throwback Thursday. Helena has a different version of that. <laughs> I have hot Italian Thursday. That's right. That's exactly right. That's funny. Yeah. No, I, I got I got pretty uptight because I'm tired of seeing these these memes, and I'm going to call them stupid because that's my opinion. These memes about you know, one side, they're, they're political for the most part. And it's about guns or it's about the president or it's about the candidates or it's about some other political issue or the 1% or the, you know, 1,007%. The problem is I'm, I'm totally cool with people having their opinions and their beliefs, um, and expressing those. What I'm not cool with is when people use these images to bash or blame or nurture hate. And just this culture of grossness, like, you know, get outside of your own head and kind of, I don't know. See, I can't, I'm getting all hot and bothered again. See, now that, anyway. And then I took that as a challenge. And what did I do? I posted a meme right underneath that. (laughs) He poked me. He poked me. The dog is growling at him. And what does he do? He pokes her with a stick. (laughs) No. So anyway, I, I, it was a little tongue in cheek, but, um, there's a very real reason behind it, which is just be kind and be fair. And if you're going to post something anywhere, social media is essentially a virtual grapevine. It's no different than, you know, playing telephone. You whisper something in someone's ear and the message kind of gets distorted as it goes along. The problem is, though, is people are spreading misinformation or they're spreading information without resourcing the the origin of the information. They're not, they don't, I mean, we're not writing research papers here, but at least, you know, give credit to wherever your information is coming from. So I just got a little... Are you trying to tell me the Nigerian prince isn't real? (laughs) That's probably the most real thing on Facebook today. 
Well, we're going to get right into the show. We have to get to our first guest uh, coming up. She's a listener of ours. She's an auditor. She's been listening for years. We're going to do a little bit of a listener highlight. Plus, we have a big announcement for you uh, during this interview. And we're going to talk to Auditor Robin Donahue. She's from Fantasia Carriage in beautiful Austin, Texas. She has the most beautiful carriage. I love it. Well, hi, Robin. Welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad to be here. Robin, you've been on a bunch of the other shows, but this is your first time on Stable Scoop. You scared of Helena? Was that why? No, I'm not scared of Helena. You should be. <laughs> you know, you're lucky you're like 3,000 miles away today. She's she's part of my tribe, Glenn. You know, hey, okay, this is what people have not heard before Robin, before Glenn so pleasantly welcomed Robin onto the line. Yeah. He, he first pretty much bashed all of us who live in rural areas that don't get amazing internet service. Country folk, yes, I think, something people. along those lines. I feel bad for you, actually. All of you that do. Anyway. Welcome, Robin. I'm happy to have you on the show. Robin, she's been on a lot of our other shows, but just not Stable Scoop yet. She's one of our terrific auditors and listeners. She listens all the time and has been an auditor, I think, since the auditor program began. And we have her on to kind of do a little bit of a listener highlight, but we want to talk to her about a couple things in specific. Now, you live in Texas, right? I sure do. I live near Austin, Texas. Very cool. Austin, neat city. And Robin had started, how long ago did you start the carriage business? I started my carriage business very slowly about three years ago. I actually had a friend that was going to have a birthday for her son. And she's like, will you drive your horse and carriage? And, oh, there's going to be a lot of people there. So make some business cards. So thankfully I have a graphic design background. So I got on the computer and I just made myself a logo and I uh, put together some business cards and actually paid to have them printed and handed out a bunch of business cards and got absolutely no business. But <laughs> the bug was in me. So then I was like, okay, next step website. I know how to do that. So I built a website on, uh, and I went ahead and bought the uh, the domain fantasiacarriage.com. It was available. So which I used is a to big have deal. a horse. Mm-hmm. Which is a I used to have a horse deal. named Fantasia and she was my uh, lifetime horse. And so I that's how I got the name Fantasia Carriage. So it just sounded like it went together and uh, the domain was available, so it was just meant to be. Well now you what was the Let's talk a little bit about that, because you do weddings and parties and basically anything people will hire for. What was, I assume you had to get permits from the city, and so what was the hardest part about getting this whole thing off the ground? Actually, my little tiny city wanted to rewrite the city code in order to have me uh, do a carriage business in the city limits. And we went through various types of meetings with the city planner and the sheriff, or not the sheriff, but the the police chief. And we were all trying to figure out exactly what the new ordinance was going to say. And then we brought it in front of the city council and the mayor's like, how are you going to be doing this? And it's like, "Mm, maybe once a month at the most. I mean, I have a seven-year-old child and a five-year-old child, and so I wasn't going to be, like, super, super busy about it. And he's like, 
we don't need to write an ordinance for this. Just call the police station and say when you're going to be on the road. And so that's that's what we went with. Now you fi- did you file this as an LLC? Is this I did. Yeah, and that, did. that's that, just that for was, your own protection. I, mm-hmm. yeah. We were advised by one of our friends who's in business quite a bit, and he's like, "Just it'll be worth it. Get an LLC." And I assume as a commercial carriage operator that you have to be uh, insured as well. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, you don't have to be, Which but you I did be. the right thing, <laughs> and I have liability insurance, yes. And that can't be cheap because, you know, we're in a business with horses, right? Correct, Yeah. yes. Well, you know, I mean, pretty much anybody has to get, if you're in business for yourself, you need to get some kind of insurance. And the type of insurance depends, obviously, on the type of business you're oh, in. Geez. But it's not I, unique That's what I forgot. To insurance? I should have had liability insurance a long time ago with Alina on the air. I oh, didn't even think about that. Again. See, here I am being nice. Yeah, everybody wonders why I come out like the Italian stallion, you know, fists up, ready to go. Let's dance. Hey, everybody, hang on a little bit later. Keep uh, hanging on because we're going to reveal Helena's new spy name that she was given by the auditors, too. Oh, we're going to reveal it? No, wait. No, Aren't no, you no, no, going to reveal it? Isn't that what no, you said? We, no, no, no. We, we have vote on it first. Yeah, they have one more day to vote. So oh, tomorrow. Wants okay. to pick his. I want to pick mine. Can I vote for myself? <laughs> No, you're not eligible for the prize. <laughs> no, he always wants to do something for himself. He's just see, he's oh, this is going to be a fight and show. Now, you know what? I was so willing to let go all of that fire and stuff, and I'm yeah, like, she's been oh, in a mood all day. I want, no, I haven't really. I mean, just a little stupidity on social media, you know, it gets me fired up, and then that's I'm typical done. though. Yeah, it that's a, the Italian but coming then, out. See, Glenn likes to, every once in a while, he likes to ride that train. <laughs> I do. I do. It's fun. Hey, uh, Robin, so now tell yes. us about your business. Has it gone? You know, how's it been? Will you, well, first of all, you got to tell everybody about your new horsey because you have a second lifetime horse, which not too many people get. Yes, I do have a very lovely uh, white Pertron. She's 11 years old. Her name is Diva. And she definitely plays the part well. Uh, she is only fifteen two hands, so she is not yeah, a but that's, huge that's intimidating two horse. Hands tall. She's also but she's about fifteen yeah, hands exactly, wide. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she still weighs about fifteen hundred pounds. Uh, and, and she, I bought her from a carriage company that was in. Um, towards the the gulf and they were going out of business and they were just selling off everything and i got a her for a song and uh, she is rideable she's drivable she is unflappable she loves children she doesn't care about dogs i mean i have even taken her to weddings where the send-off for the bride and groom was through 200 guests holding sparklers Oh, While God. she had a, a photographer that had three tripods set up with detachable flash in front of her face. Boom, boom, boom. Camera photography with the sparklers and people yelling and screaming. And she's just standing there resting her foot. She could care less. <laughs> oh. Gotta love percherons, don't you? <laughs> yeah, really. Now, do you do any kind of desensitizing training with her? I did with the sparklers because the previous owner couldn't tell me whether she had been uh, uh, exposed to them or not. So what Mm -hmm. I did was I found a website that was selling sparklers. I just got some cheap old sparklers and 
every night at at the feeding time when she was eating her grain, she loves to eat. Uh, I would light a sparkler and I started about like 10 feet away from her and ears up and eyes big. And then every night I would light about three to five sparklers. And uh, each night I'd be able to get closer and closer until I was standing right by her and she didn't care less. Uh, Now I will say that my pony helped me with this because he was excited and curious about sparklers from the get-go. So they were like, well, he's not afraid. So I guess I Typical won't be pony. <laughs> Show me the What's fire. that? I'll go stick his teeth. nose in it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Can I hold one, kids. please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I want to chase the kid with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, and have you had, are you, so you mostly do, you do, do weddings, and I saw some of the pictures. You have some beautiful locations. Oh, castles yeah. and all kinds of stuff you do this yes. marriage is beautiful yeah and you have a Thank vis-a-vis you. right i do and helena i actually restored that myself oh well it done was... <laughs> huh. if you go onto my website fantasiacarriage.com you can uh look at the pictures that i took through the restoration process and the reupholstery process and everything that is so I've cool that you did it yourself. Show. That just means so much more. And your white horse on the white vis-a-vis looks so cool. Yes. But even the chestnut yes. looks cool. Like yeah. anything, look, anything goes with that. You yes. know what? It's a neutral. Yeah. A white carriage with a black interior is a neutral. I did see a a, they had a mar- we got to ride and when we were at Disney in a maroon vis-a-vis. That was mm-hmm. that's a cool color too. I gotta say. Mm-hmm. When you see them it in is. maroon like that, that's really cool. It is beautiful, but there are certain colors that brides will pick that that will clash with. Oh, that's so that's true. why I went with the black. Oh, and I a lot of people that. say they want the white seats because they want an all white carriage. But you know what happens to the wedding dress when they're sitting on an all white seat carriage? Oh, you don't see it. It just blends you in. You don't see it. <laughs> oh. Camouflage. <laughs> you see a head. That's a black. really good point. <laughs> the black makes it pop. That's just a good like point. like when you go to buy jewelry, you know, and you, they have them yeah. spread out on that oh, yeah. black velvet. And it is it is black velvet. The seats are black crushed velvet, and I used uh, pewter buttons for the seat tufting. Oh, so Robin! I don't have to worry about them you. I'm like getting all gushy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the pewter and, buttons! And you guys are all decked out too, the driver. And who's your little helper in all those pictures? She looks so cute. My little helper, her name is Briley, and I actually used to give her riding lessons when she was five. Wow, that is really cute. So um, she now rides for a hunter-jumper barn, but uh, she is one of the youngest students, and she is allowed to help the trainer break in her green horses because they said there is nothing that they can put that girl on that she will fall off because I taught her the same way my mom taught me, which was learn how to stay on bareback. Mm. And it's the same way I'm teaching my daughter. Mm-hmm. I just did that with my daughter. I almost had a heart attack in the process, but <laughs> yeah, it's nothing like putting them on bareback and ask her, asking them to canter. Move along. <laughs> we haven't done that yet. <laughs> Uh, she looked so cute on that horse, though, and, and she was just she was she looked like she'd been doing it for a hundred years. Uh, yeah, that was mm. the second time she trotted. I posted a video on Facebook of my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter, riding the Percheron at a trot bareback, 
and she was just sitting on a saddle pad, and she's just having a grand time. Yes. And she... Kids don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they have no sense of uh, they have no sense of self preservation at that age, no, so they no don't care. Yeah, which is good, which actually helps them out, you yeah, know. Exactly. And they start overthinking things like we, you like know, we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So what's yep. give us a, a, a quick. Uh, story or not so quick. Take your time if you want. Um, what's one of the strangest experiences you've had with a customer in the carriage? Oh, well, you probably have a hundred of them. <laughs> there was a um, a bride and groom that I had to pick up at eleven p.m. and it was after their um, reception. Oh no! So. The groom was very, very happy, let's say. And uh, as we were, I had to give them a ride down the street and we were on a um, resort. And there were absolutely no streetlights, no reflectors, no nothing. And my assistant, Briley, was like, how can you see? And it's like, I just told her the street was black because it was paved and then the right on the edge of the street was like a cement edging. And I was just following that with my wheel and (laughs) hope, I mean, I know that the horse could see a little bit better than me. So I was trusting her. And as we were taking the bride and groom out for a ride, all of the guests were leaving the guests who had been drinking at the uh, reception (laughs) and we am pitch black until a car would come by and lights on, interior lights on, music blaring, windows all open, people hanging out the windows, go yelling and screaming and waving their arms and going, ah! <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and the horse just kept going. And there were, we probably were passed by like 20 cars there and uh, on the little ride that because we were on the same street that everybody was leaning out and when we got back the the groom got out and the bride and the father had to kind of help him up (laughs) and he he leaned on the dad and he was like this is a really good horse <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Through his drunken stupor, stupor. he totally yeah. appreciated yeah, yeah, right. He didn't remember it the next day, but he appreciated <laughs> it then. He did in that moment. That's awesome. That's funny. Well, before we run yeah. out of time here, well, first, give your website where people can find you down there in Texas. My website is www.fantasiacarriage.com. And before you go, you are an auditor. You've been an auditor since the auditor program started. And we want to remind new listeners what an auditor is. That is a listener who takes value in the show. It's kind of a value for value proposition. And you want to donate a little bit to to the Horse Radio Network and to the hosts. 50% of all the auditor money that comes in gets divided amongst the hosts uh, because they don't really make a lot doing this. So uh, none of us make a lot doing this, but uh, you can donate as little as a dollar a month. And if you really like what we do and want to just help contribute a little bit, but there are some benefits to that. You get the blooper reels, uh, which we now I think have four out. Uh, There'll be a fifth one coming out shortly. Um, Those are always fun to listen to. Yeah, it's mostly Helena, actually. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody else needs to put together the blooper reels. Yeah. 
I'm like, I'm like the virtual village idiot at HRN, and that's okay. That's that's okay. But you know what, Glenn? Just you know what? Let's just call this what it is. It's a secret club of awesomeness. That's and, true. And you know, you pay dues. You you pay a little to get in, and we give you all the secrets. And you, there's a secret handshake and a secret knock. You know. Well, there is a secret knock, and that's to get into the secret Facebook page for the auditors. And I think from the auditors I've been hearing from, and there's like almost 80 of you now, um, that they have said that the Facebook page is their favorite part. Is that true for you, too? Yes. And like we were talking about Helena's name earlier, her her secret agent name, I'm pretty sure that's going on, that discussion is going on on the auditor page. So yeah. you're only kind of in on that extra knowledge if you're in on the auditor page and it only costs a dollar as little as a dollar a month yeah and we even you know, i can afford that you know what's interesting though and i thought everybody would contribute a dollar and that isn't true our average contribution is is ten dollars a month Woo-hoo! Um, that means they like us they and really there's, like so there's us. some people contributing <laughs> much more than that and you know i i was shocked i was actually surprised at that and i appreciate it very much but uh if you want to become an auditor just head over to stablescoop.com and right in the middle of the page there's an auditor banner and you can go on and do that it's simple it's easy and and we do appreciate it and the auditors also get a couple other things that we do auditor roundtables they get to participate in and also uh we, you know we always ask the auditors first when there's something fun to do on the shows like trivia contests things like that we'll go to the <laughs> auditors first so um you can robin just and did one of those actually it's less expensive than uh, to do an auditor you get more out of it than a magazine subscription and it's easier than a magazine subscription and and you get to make digital other good friends with uh, other listeners and that's really what's happened oh yeah yeah that's I've been the most satisfying how many part. people i've become friends with because of your shows yeah. Well, we like that. That's that was something that we hadn't considered when we first started, Helena. But it's a wonderful byproduct. Well, it is. It's a community that we've created. I mean, we don't have, you know, geographic boundaries or or, or walls that bring us together. It's we just have these common interests, and and everyone has a good sense of humor, and that really bonds us. I think it's really. Um, I love it. I love our, our auditor group. I wish I had more time to spend there because there's some really cool stuff. Like Ken posts some oh, yeah, he does. really good <laughs> Ken videos. Ken does a good He's, job. He finds some awesome He's kind of like the leader of auditors. He's and then <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I want to share this on my personal page. And then I'm like, no, it's secret. <laughs> you have to be an auditor to see it. I have actually done that. Well, we, we uh, one other thing before we let you go is uh, we have an announcement to make, and I wanted you to be part of that today. And uh, we started announcing it on the shows. It's the first time we're mentioning it here on Stable Scoop, but we're going to need all of our listeners' help because there's a little rivalry going on here, and it's getting dirty. So (laughs) this is what's happening. We are doing the first ever 12-hour live radiothon, and that is going to be on Cyber Monday, November 30th, because we figured everybody was by their computers that day anyway, so it's kind of like the perfect day to do it. Uh, and it is going to be from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Dr. Wendy's coming up to the studio here in Ocala, and she's going to sit in with me on the whole thing. Uh, we're going to be live on the air for 12 hours, and what we're doing is we're rotating through all of, uh, from through most of, not all of. We can't actually fit everybody in in 12 hours, but um, we're rotating through many of the shows. Like Stable Scoop will be represented by Helena at noontime that day. So. What we're asking for is help from our listeners and our auditors. We're going to get all the auditors involved. We're going to make sure that they all get involved. Is We're going to want you to do one of two things that day. One, 
either do a voicemail or send us a sound file that you record on your phone ahead of time, uh, singing a Christmas song with your family, getting the kids to do something silly, um, playing an instrument for us, doing a poem that you've written, whatever it is that's Christmassy and holiday-ish. This is going to be one big Christmas party all day long. We want you to do that, or just call in and wish a Merry Christmas to your students or uh, to your family or to your horses. We don't care. Uh, that's one thing. And then two, we want you to call in that day. And the, the, what the title of this is, is it's the Weatherbeta Holiday Radiothon. And it, 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 the, we have it subtitled, Your Favorite Holiday Memories. And what we want people to do is call in and tell us about their favorite holidays that involve horses. Um, so we're going to get some big names to call in all day long, some top riders, and Helene and I are going to get some of our our favorite big-time guests to call in and tell us about their favorite holiday memories. So it's all going to be, it's just going to be an eggnog holiday party all day long. Mm, uh, eggnog <laughs> party. And it's noon, so Helena can start. Um, <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be okay. Like that ever mattered. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> So it should be a lot of fun. Robin, what do you think of this idea? It's kind of crazy. Jennifer, by the way, thinks I'm nuts. So that's what she thinks. Yeah. Is she getting fitted with a catheter? You know, that was a good idea, actually, because Jennifer said to me, you have 20 hosts and there's only one producer. What do you expect me to do for 12 hours? Because <laughs> somebody has to answer the, answer the calls and do that side of things. So we're going to get her some help. We got to get some help trained before November 30th because she has to eat. She, for some reason, thinks she has to eat and pee for in that 12-hour period of time. Well, she can why. do all of that at her desk. That's, that's, right. that's, that's what I said. <laughs> I said, you know, what were those little pots that they used to put by the bed when you didn't have? I said, we could get you one of those he is fresh you are on a roll today you know i'm gonna call your wife and we're gonna just we're gonna we're gonna come up with something and it's not gonna be pretty we want to thank weatherbeat as a title sponsor of that horse lovers is the voicemail sponsor so they're sponsoring the voicemail packages we're gonna put together we've done something like this robin remember on horses in the morning at the holidays and some listeners sent in some great stuff it was so much fun they sent in yes. songs. Remember, we had we had the Ice Road Trucker, Lisa Kelly. She actually wrote a song. Was it a song or a poem? I think it was a poem. Poem. And poem. she wrote a poem. Well, she and redid the twelve. Uh, was it the night before Christmas? I believe. That's right. And she did it about the Horse Radio Network. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she actually pulled off the ice roads while she was driving the ice roads and recorded it and sent it to us. So we're looking for some really good stuff, and we're going to have prizes. Get this, Helena. We're going to have prizes all day long uh, that we'll be giving away a prize every hour, and these are good prizes. And then uh, we're going to give away a grand prize at the end of the day for the for – the, we're going to take the 12 winners of all the hourly prizes and put them together for a grand prize. And the grand prize is worth over $500. We'll have more details about that coming up soon. So and we'll, Glenn, yeah? I, I do want to mention that uh, – remind everybody that when they call in before the 12-hour show starts to leave any voicemails – to make sure they say which show they're submitting for. Oh, that's true. We want we do have a bunch of them. We want Stable Scoop to get its due, so we'll <laughs> yeah. make, we'll make sure that happens. The other thing I need to say yes? is I have an idea of something that you need to get for Jennifer for this, and I'm going to post the commercial for it on the auditor's Facebook page. 
Okay. So if anybody wants to see it, they need to become an auditor. You got to get into the secret club. I don't even know about that. Robin's uh, throwing one on us here. I don't even know about that. I want a jingle. I think think the auditors need their own, like, rap jingle. (laughs) Well, let's throw that out to the auditors. Get on that. (laughs) She's good at making audio files that embarrass me, so I think that should be fine. Come on, somebody has to have, like... Glenn saying, I've got to get more types. Oh, do you want to hear? Do you want you, do you, Helena? Do you want to hear the one recording she made? Because when I talk about Scooter, my pony, I always say my little pony. Do you want to hear the recording she made? I can play it right now. Let me get it uh-huh. up here, and then we got to go because we have another guest coming up. But uh, of course, iTunes is taking ten minutes to come up right now. Whatever, uh, Gesh, mess. This is more fun. <laughs> He's always like, "We got to go. We got guests." I'm like, "Whatever. I'm having a good time." I like the guests we have. Why do we need another one? Because <laughs> this guy's like waiting for us on the side of the road in the mountains of North Carolina. Uh, and, and this isn't coming up, of course. Of course, why would iTunes work when you act? Oh, here we go. All right. Should I sing it? No. Sing it? Uh, <laughs> you guys and you're singing. All right. So here we go. It is right here. My little pony, my little pony. <laughs> that was Robin's uh, little My Little Pony. <laughs> my Little Pony. My Little Pony. Yeah, All right. He banned me from Horses in the Morning for that one. Yes. yes. So now I'm on Stable Scoop. Now I'll have to ban you from this <laughs> show, too. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for there, Glenn. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Robin. Thank FantasiaCarriage.com. Come back on the show, okay, sometime? Will do. Thank you. Okay. All right. Take care. This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At TotalSaddleFit.com. Visit TotalSaddleFit.com. Well, Total Saddle Fit, Shoulder Relief Girth, I'll tell you what, Reese and Philip love these things. They use them all the time. If you've not looked at the Total Relief Girth yet, uh, head on over, or the Shoulder Relief Girth from Total Saddle Fit, then head on over to TotalSaddleFit.com and see why it's different and see why our experts in dressage, Reese and Philip, really do like it. It's not just for dressage, though. It's for any horse uh, with, uh, if you have an all-purpose saddle or whatever, uh, take a look at it and uh, see what the different are and why people are loving this thing and why a bunch of our listeners have bought them now. So check those out. Well, now, what is this? Okay, so your spy name. This started last week when we had Big M on. 
And yes, and bit- he calls you Double O Glenn. Right. So this whole James Bond thing going. Yeah. And then we decided that you needed a spy name. Right. Uh, so then you you posted on the auditor page, or somebody, you know, one of our listeners posted on the auditor page. Lindsay, right. I think, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Lindsay posted on the auditor page about this and that we had to come up with a spy name for you. Now, I kind of think I ended up with the best spy name, but uh, I didn't go spy name. See, I think you're so pretty and so beautiful uh, and so sexy that you should be one of the, you know, one of James Bond's girls. Because he always has this harem of girls. So yeah, but I, his girls are spies. I could be a sexy spy. So I came up with the name Honey Bee. Because I still think I like the double connotation of bee, which the, okay. you know, the other connotation kind of fits today. But you know, I do like that double connotation. Right. Uh, but you know, apparently I can't win. So. But I'm not a bee anymore. I'm a D. What's D for? D is for my last name, my maiden name. Yeah, but no, we put B. See, we always have spelled B, B, E, E. And the reason we started calling you B was because you're like a honeybee. You're just here and there and scattered everywhere. (laughs) Uh, You're just flying around all over the place with sometimes no mission, and you're just bonking into everything. So that's how we came up with B, E, E, right? B, E, E. And my mom used to call me Helena B when I was little. And then Wendy chiped in and said, I'm all abuzz about honeybee. She is sweet, but watch out for her sting. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, we'll see. But but I can't win. So so now you're doing what? There's some voting going on or what? There's going to be, well, we're first that I think Lindsay, our auditor, is going to be keeping track and and she's going to close the voting down. Um, So today's show, the show that you're listening to right now is your last chance to vote for a or to put forth. You don't even have to vote. You can come up with your own um, spy name for me or you can vote for one that's already up there just by clicking on like, whichever one you like. And then we have to come up with some neutral party. I mean, maybe we'll have Buck do it. I think I think he'll he'll be a good judge of which is the best spy name. And then the winner, whoever comes up, who's who's ever whoever invents the best spy name gets this adorable little cookie cutter set from it's a horse and rider. It's a really cute little gift. You have to go to our auditor page to uh to see it, but you can actually bake the horse and rider and they the rider sits on the horse and they stand up. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> That's funny. So if you're the winner and you come up with the best spy name, you get this cute little cookie cutter set. Very good. All right, cool. So uh, if you're not an auditor yet, you got to get it done. Head on over to the auditor page. Uh, just uh, follow the link on stablescoop.com. And now we're going to go. We have a, uh, a special guest here coming up who's taking time out of his very busy day uh, to talk to us. His name is Gabriel Harrell, and he is of the Rural Academy Theater. Now, the Rural Academy Theater is a horse-drawn theater that I came across on Facebook, and they are doing this horse-drawn theater in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And that's the western part of North South Carolina, eastern part of Tennessee and West Virginia. So you you got to listen to this. It's absolutely. I think it's absolutely fascinating, and of course, me being a theater guy, I just think this is the coolest thing ever. So let's let's talk to Gabe from the Rural Academy Theater right after this word from EasySignsOnline.com. This week's EasySignsOnline.com Spotlight product is their New England style farm signs, their most popular line of signs. 
New England-style farm signs are very durable and designed for long-term outdoor use with no maintenance required. No wood to rot and no paint to peel. They will outlast the old-style painted wood signs by many, many years. They are available in many sizes, shapes, and styles, which makes them the perfect sign for any farm or business. Go online today and go through the EasySignsOnline.com easy step-by-step ordering process to see all the prices and options available. They also offer free, no-obligation sign proofs on all New England-style signs. And you get free shipping as well on all New England-style signs. So replace your old worn-out sign and make a great first impression with a new farm sign from EasySignsOnline.com. And the holidays are right around the corner, so it's a terrific gift idea. I can't think of a better one. Visit EasySignsOnline.com. So now we have something a little bit different for you today, and I came across these guys on Facebook. And as the listeners know, I used to own an acting company for 10 years. We did medieval feasts. We kind of did a Benny Hill version of a medieval feast. And then I came across these guys, and it's called the Rural Academy Theater. And what caught my attention is that the Rural Academy Theater is horse-drawn. So we have Gabe on with us, who's going to tell us all about it. Hi, Gabe. Hi. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us what the Rural Academy Theater is. The Rural Academy Theater is a theater company. It's a theater company in silent cinema with a live orchestra that tours by a horse pulled wagon and bicycle power. It kind of has a circusy wagon look to it. It does, um, but our shows uh, vary from year to year. Um, they include a lot of music and a lot of dance and puppetry. Um, almost, you know, from one year to the next to be unrecognizable. It's not a circuit troupe proper. Right. It's more like this harkens back to the 1800s, you know, with the traveling theater companies. Um, yeah, to some extent. I think most of us who who came, uh, who were around for the beginning of the, the company, uh, we're working with a lot of different theater companies and um, working in New York and touring with, with various projects. And um, and we're somewhat unsatisfied with the, the type of touring that we were, we were practicing, where you would go from uh, New York to Washington to Atlanta, um, do one show and then get back on the road for 10 hours and then hop off stay at a hotel and do another show. Um, and so we were, we were trying to find a way to, to tour in a healthier way, in a way that was more fun. Um, and, uh, and in a way that put us into greater contact with the communities that we would travel to, um, that would give us a chance to stop and talk to people and put us traveling at a pace that, that would allow that. So all of this wonderfulness is uh, transported about by some horses. And uh, I'm, I'm looking on your website, and I see four or photographs of two pairs, Doc and Dolly, and then Linus. Oh, there's six of them, Linus, Lucy, Maple, and Maggie. Um, I love the name. Who's pulling this year? What's happening? Uh, well, this year we have a team of 
Percherons, and then we also have an Appaloosa and a Saddlebed. And we're working with horses that we've never worked with before this year. Um, a fellow contacted us through the farrier from Ithaca, New York, and um, was interested in what we were doing and offered uh, to bring his horses and do the shoeing work. And um, he had worked extensively and taken trips extensively with these horses. So, um, so it seemed like a good fit, and they're doing amazingly well. Um, are they a, so are they far, a part of the show, or are they just are they do they have a job, and their job is to get you from point A to point B, or or do they do any acting and singing? Right, uh, they they are not a part of the show. Well, um, well, certainly part of the show is traveling down the road. Um, they're part of the crew. People, right, probably as many people see us on the road as come to see our shows. Um, but no, but once we, we arrive someplace, um, we take care of the horses, we unhitch and unharness and groom and water and feed and put them away and make, get them happy. And then we set up our show and, and do our work. So they work in the day and we work in the evening and that's the, that's the trade. I got to tell you, we're looking at the pictures of them here, and they look like fat, ha- happy, healthy horses. You've got them all wrapped <laughs> on the road for for uh, their legs all wrapped up and and color coordinated. That's very cool too. That's very cool. Well, what? they do make a great spectacle. You know, they're they're a wonderful, like you said, daytime advertisement for the beauty that will unfold in the evening. Sure, and- absolutely. And you're doing and it think, in an area that, well, sorry, you're doing it in an area that doesn't get a whole lot. Some of these towns, you're probably the only entertainment coming through. Well, we are, um, and that's that's one of the reasons why we wanted to to start the theater and, and perform in the places that we're performing is because we're from a fairly small community in North Carolina and, and realized or grew up, I think, with sort of an inferiority complex. Um, towards large cities that um, but there's this idea that these small towns have um, a lack of creativity or culture or art and we just feel like that's that's so um, that's so false and so it's a it's a celebration of um, rural communities and the creativity that is in those communities and and the speed that we travel um, gives us a time to, to really meet folks in those communities. Um, and, uh, and those interactions, you know, often, often work their way. And what we learn from those interactions often work their way into, into our show and, um, as well as into our, how we travel, our wagons and things like that. You're in the mountains here too. You're in the Smoky Mountains. We're talking about the western part of North Carolina and you know eastern part of Tennessee and all in that area. You do these horses have any trouble with the hills? Um, it's it's hilly. We we try. You know, we we send bicyclers out front to scout the routes, and this is our fourth year doing it, so we're learning which routes are better than others. Um, but, uh, and oh, by the way, this is the most fit acting company in the history of acting companies. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it's true, both horses and people. Yeah, exactly, pulling their weight. But um, but they're from a fairly mountainous region of New York, and um, the horses that we've toured with in the past uh, were from Ohio and Eastern Mountains. Um, and yeah, they've they've all done remarkably well. 
Wow. That is really cool. Tell us about the show. What 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 does the show include? Uh, this year's show is called Persephone's Children, and it's sort of a skewing of the the Persephone myth. So the the birth of the seasons, how the seasons came to be, and and how our lives in this modern world um, are still tied up and um, and bound to an agricultural calendar. Um, it often seems very disassociated from currently, but um, but the ways in which in which our lives are still sort of beating to this seasonal collective pulse. And it's singing, dancing, uh, skits, things like that. Music. Um, there's there's songs. There's music. There's puppetry. Um, there's a contestoria, which is a, an an old an ancient form of. Um, European street theater, sort of like giant storybooks. Um, and then we end the night with a silent cinema, so with a live orchestra. So this year it's Buster Keaton's Cops oh, cool. um, with a, an eight-piece band. Oh, that's so cool. I want to go see you now. And tonight you're in one of my favorite towns in the whole world. Tell everybody where you're well, at. We're in Asheville, North Carolina. Tonight we're performing at UNCA. Awesome. Eight o'clock. So what do you, you must have learned a little something about yourself. I mean, this is not your average traveling theater group. You know, you, you guys really, um, you stick to a mission and it's, it's very creative. It sounds actually very personal and kind of, um, for lack of a better word, intimate. How you've been doing Mm -hmm. it for four years. What, um, how do you stay inspired? And and what do you think is, gosh, there's a hundred different ways I could go with this questioning. I could probably talk to you for two hours. Um, so you're doing this for four years. How do you stay inspired to keep creating and keep delivering? And is the medium um, a good one for you all? I think so. It's, it's certainly a, a difficult medium. We didn't choose the easiest one um, way of touring, but um in terms of inspiration, it just seems like there's the the place, the community that we're from and the communities that we travel through, um, there's lots of things that we want to talk about with these communities. Um, touring close to home, touring in North Carolina, there's, um, there's topics that uh, we're all thinking about that lots of people are thinking about and mulling over. And our theater deals with a lot of those topics. Uh, last year, we um, made a piece, or two years ago, we made a piece about uh, fracking. And um, because that's uh, an issue that North Carolinians are thinking a lot about and, and deeply concerned about. And uh, last year, a piece about um, small farmers and the, the, the plight of small family-run farms in, in North Carolina and, and all over. Um, and, and this year, uh, a piece, um, that references, um, the Black Lives Matters movement and, um, the, the, um, the violent story of, of racism, uh, in not only the South, but all over the United States, uh, right now. Um, so it, it seems like there's, these are, these are topics that, 
that North Carolina and and these the small communities that we travel through are um, are dealing with, and their their conversations that we're having within our own group. And so um, it seems like a great forum to to work through some of those issues, to talk about them, to think about them, and to start those conversations and keep those conversations happening. You know, this, um, This you know, I said that this reminded me of something in the 1800s, and I think now after you're talking about this, this reminds me of something that happened in the uh, Renaissance times, because that's exactly what happened. The theater was the place where you could address those issues in a way that the king wasn't going to chop your head off. Um <laughs> Yeah. But, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's true, though, right? That's where that mm-hmm. all started, was that, that politicking and the storytelling all started, well, with, you know, Shakespeare, all of his plays were about that, right? Um, so, Absolutely, and Moliere and, and Commedia dell'arte, you know, there was, they were constantly trying to stay one step above, beyond censorship. Um, so at some point in Italy, they, you know, um, who have had the, the Doge of Venice um, passed some law that uh, after being ridiculed by these uh, street performer, itinerant street performers, um, that they couldn't speak. There, were, there could be no more speaking from a stage in the street, so they sang. And so then, and then so they outlawed singing, and so then they pantomimed and had the words written across the bottom of the stage. Um, so there's always, and, and currently, um, there's maybe not this... Uh, this overt censorship, but our the our media sources are so limited now. There's Fox News, there's Hollywood, um, but uh, but beyond that, there's not a lot of options. Um, and so, it's not an overt censorship, but it's a it's a sort of an inadvertent uh, censorship or a, a more. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, and I think what also makes this different, too, is what, what Helena said is it's so personal, it's so intimate, because it doesn't involve a screen or anything electronic. Um, you know, coming out to your right. see your show really does bring it back to a time when you didn't rely on that stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, we like to we like people to come to your shows and be inspired to, to make their own theater or make their own films or... Um, to say I could do that, and then start their own little horseball theater, or 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 make whatever it is that they are inspired to make um, within their community, um, and to not have it seem inaccessible. Well, I got to tell you, I you know, we did a we did shows for ten years. We did four hundred and fifty shows. We didn't make a dime doing those shows. So, <laughs> what was the inspiration to keep going? That Helena asked earlier. I'll tell you what the inspiration was, and it's one of the things I we you know we have tens of thousands of listeners here to the show. But one of the things I miss, Gabe, is I miss the applause and the immediate reaction. It laughter, applause, or lack of laughter and lack of applause, whatever it was. Uh, I I miss that stage uh, thing that you can't get anywhere else. Well, that's when you know you've really connected with people. Yeah, yeah. That's that instant moment where you you know that your message, which comes from a very deep place in you, you whatever it is, whether you're trying to educate people or inspire people um, or just get them to relax, when you finally do what you set out to do, that's that moment where they react to you. Absolutely. Like, ah, that's, that's awesome. That's, um that film can never have. 
And that's why old comedians never retire. They, you know, they die on stage. That's why old actors never <laughs> retire, because we need that. You know, we need, we're, you know, I'm doing radio now. I'm not on the stage. But I, I do miss that immediate reaction, that laughter and that, that clapping and that interaction that you guys get. I, I kind of envy you that. <laughs> well, sometimes I envy, envy the idea of a studio. <laughs> Quiet, yes, yes. And not, <laughs> now, I do not envy you guys riding your bike. First hill, I'm out. I'm not uh, part of that acting company anymore. So right, a, a wheelchair instead of a bicycle. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of uh, liking that idea better. Air conditioning, uh, you know, <laughs> heat. <laughs> well, you guys are doing an amazing thing. Uh, people should check this out. We're going to play one of your songs, if you don't mind, at the end of the show. We're going to play the show out with it, so hang around, everybody. It's called the TheRuralAcademyTheater.com. The TheRuralAcademyTheater.com. Theater is spelled the American way. Uh, so check that out. Uh, see the pictures. It's really, really cool. And thank you for taking time out of your day. I know you have to go get ready for a show tonight. Sure, and could I could I give one little blurb as sure. to a project that we're doing that I think yeah. some of your listeners might um might have some ideas about? We're collecting um, horse related oral histories. Oh, um, cool! So, so people, it's specifically we're focusing on the areas that we travel through, but but we'd be interested in also talking to people from other places. But people who have um, knowledge and or um, either current or um, or older uh, memories of working or being around or traveling with horses. Um, where we're traveling right now in the Blue Ridge Mountains, there's still a lot of recent memory and knowledge and understanding of horse work um, that in other parts of the country uh, we feel like is vanishing or has vanished completely. Um, and so we're sending out, um, we're putting out a call for people to come and find us and or shoot us a, an email and then and talk to us um, and share their stories and share their knowledge and we're not sure what form um, will what format will will compile these stories in but um, but if any of your listeners have uh, stories like this or, or know people who um, still work with horses and and are part horses are part of their daily life especially in a uh, a work-related, um, either farm with horses or travel with horses. Um, we would love to. We'd love to talk to them. And they can still contact you through the the website for that. That's right. Our email is on the website, and they can shoot us an email, and then um, we can figure out a way to to talk to them. Yeah. Well, oh, Gabe, boy, we can hook you up there. Well, Gabe, you have one yeah. of the uh, you're in one of the most beautiful places in the country right now. I hope you have a terrific show uh, there tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much. This Tack and Habits segment is sponsored by a Sparkle and Boom client, Healing the Hungry Soul. That's the health and wellness practice of Rachel Pellison. She is a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and a balanced body certified Pilates instructor. Healing the Hungry Soul clients are offered a combination of nutrition and fitness services to help reach their goals of living better lives through changes in diet, exercise, and mindfulness. 
She's located in Bristol, Rhode Island. However, she does long-distance Skype sessions. So if you're looking for a nutrition counselor or some health and wellness tips, log on to her website at rachelpellison.com. All right, our Tack and Habit product this week is uh, one we recorded when we were at Ada uh, a few weeks ago. And it's a new company that hadn't set up there before, but they had a great uh, setup there at the trade show. They're called Michael and Kenzie, and we're going to hear all about them now. Well, I'm back here with Coach Jen, and we're at the American Equestrian Trade Association doing a product highlight of one of the fun products that we find while wandering around here. There's so many. And we came across in the way back corner of the building, way back corner, there was this guy who actually drove a trailer in, which doesn't happen here very often. So it really stood out, and the name is Michael and Kenzie 1911. And we have Guy here with us. Guy, hello. Hello, how are you? It's good of you to join us. Now, you had, the, the trailer was very noticeable back there and very well done, by the Thank way. You. It's very fancy. Very fancy. <laughs> and it really stood out. So tell us about, I've never heard of, first of all, Michael and Kenzie sounds like a law firm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it, it's, it's not a law firm. Okay, good. No. Because I didn't know if lawyers were it, hard it, up it, now it, on it, making it's, clothing. It's, it's so. the first names of two different gentlemen. Okay. Michael Wang and Kinsey Jun. Okay. And they are my um, uh, collaborators and principals of the company. Well, wait a minute. Michael Wang kind of rings a bell for me. And is he a show jumper in Europe? Yeah. He is a show jumper here in the United States. Okay. And, and shows around the world. Uh, around the world. I've yeah. come across that name yeah, before. Yeah. So is he the one? Is he, he, he the he same one? He showed in Hong Kong. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's showed in Europe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Michael is not here today. Uh, he's actually competing. So, And so now he is... Uh, he is the Michael. He is the Michael. Okay, great. So he decided to start his own line of product. That's exactly right. He um, came to me uh, about April of last year and... Um, said he wanted to create a clothing line that was edgy and and uh, had a lot of classicism but you know that would appeal to a younger group of people the show jumping discipline is doing a good job of that they're really stepping up the clothing not just from the technical point of view but from the styling point of view i think they're well ahead of any discipline as far as that's concerned yeah i i I think that that you're correct in that um that more However, I do see a lot of the dressage world. They're getting they're, there. They're getting there. They're, they really they're, are. They, they seem to be getting they're embracing over, color. They're embracing color. They're, <laughs> yes. get, they're getting yes. over their obsession with shiny, though. Some of yeah. them are moving beyond yeah, it. Yeah. Embellishment yes. and, and, and yeah. shiny and bling they're moving is not beyond necessarily that. our thing. It's like little babies. You know, yeah. babies like shiny things at first. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and then okay. they start to appreciate different colors. Right. So they're, they're growing. Yeah, we, 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 we try to approach our... our Difference by through design, mm-hmm. um, the the element of design. So, like the coat that you have there, and I'm not going to go on there right now, but like the coat that you have, it's very classic. But there are some nuances that we 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 treat mm-hmm. our our designs. Well, I was going to ask you, what is it all clothing? What what are your lines? We're all clothing. Okay. Yeah, we we do um, jackets, shirts, belts, a lifestyle. A lot of version, mm-hmm. and then we have some lifestyle shoes right now. Okay, shoes too, so you can cross you, you can dress the whole person. And we I'm willing. Can. I'm willing to bet you make a lot of men's 
stuff. We actually have quite a bit of men. Yeah, See, and that's, that's unusual that's in this unusual. world. <laughs> <laughs> it is unusual, and I imagine that probably has a lot to do with Michael. Michael, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he didn't have a clothes to wear. Right. He needed yeah, stuff, too. Yeah, he, right. he, wanted a vari- he wanted a bigger variety. Yeah, that, exactly. that was what spurred this idea, I'm sure, is that yeah. fellas, when they go shopping for... Yeah. Especially breeches. They have two limited. breaches they could choose yeah. from men's. That's right. Yeah, I mean, they well, never yeah. had a choice. And they, and they certainly aren't updating the men's lines. It, no, they're really typically. not. They're, they're in constant absolute tradition. Absolute yeah. tradition, yes. Yeah, kind of boring fabric. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's go to the coat, which I really like, that I have here. It's a, it's a show coat. Yeah. Tell us about it. That's called our premiere in the teal. Um, it's teal's a, really nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a darker teal. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, a, this, it's a real pretty teal. This is not cowgirl No, and this is not aquarium teal. No. no. <laughs> um, it has the satin buttons and the satin treatment on the, on the, on the collar here on the lapel. I like that. Um, it almost looks like a tux. The, the main, main design element that makes this one different, if we turn it over, um, is the stacking of the flap. Oh, yeah. It is stacked. Which it, means it when you put that coat on and you're on the horse, it gives you a bit. There's four layers here. Yes, there's four layers. It's a bustle. It's a bustle. You put a bustle in the jacket. So when you and, so it, it gives and you anybody a booty. under thirty is not going to understand that reference at no, all. They're not, but, but <laughs> they're not going to understand it. But when they see it go over the jump, you know, the, one of the one of the things that Kinsey or the, the designer, explain this first. What it is for those that don't know what a bustle is. Well, it, it's, it's 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 four layers. Four, J-Lo. four, four, four different <laughs> layers of fabric um, that actually give the semblance at the bottom butt uh, part of the yeah, coat of yep. you having a rear end so right, to speak right right exactly <laughs> yeah Jeannie, but it, but it fact, also you don't need the you don't need the you don't need the gussets in the sides no, when you have this no you don't right cuz it's not going to ride up you won't have that problem no right but when but when it's when you're in in the coat and on the saddle and the air catches you it's a really pretty thing to see. Oh, see it's all flapping. Fab- it's, it's like a Superman cane. Oh, yeah, oh my cool. gosh. Yeah. You can be Superman or Superwoman. I've never seen this design before. No. That's Ginny, truly Ginny, unique. Yeah. Ginny Karasisi's bought this coat, and she tried it on. And the best way, I, you know, Ginny's very tall, very slender, and, you know, built maybe a little bit like me and you. As you get older, you, you, you lose a few dimensions. And, um, and to make it short, she goes, oh, my gosh. I have a rear end. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And so she fell in love with this coat for that reason. So it's well made, too. Thank yeah, that's you. very yeah, cool. All, all of the, the never garments are made in Seoul. Uh, they're all hand done. Uh, the turn of the fabrics, every stitch is all hand done. And what was the, would be the price point on something like this? That retail? coat is a retail right about $900. Okay. It looks like a $900 yeah. coat. Yeah. You can tell. It's beautiful. I, I, I want him to make one for me and put my logo on it. Will it improve your booty? Yes, I'll look <laughs> great. I will then look great. Jennifer. Yahoo! But I'm jumping jumps like that ever happens. <laughs> so, so this is terrific. Where can people find out more about the company? You can find us um, at mnk.com on the web. Uh, mnk1911.com. Yeah, M-N, the, the letters mnk1911.com. Correct. And, and uh, you can also... Uh, like us and follow us on Facebook. Now you're just uh, new my, over here, so is it out to many stores yet, or you're just starting that no, process? No, we're, we're 
we're embracing the stores right now, okay. so I don't want to give any away. Look for your local, look look for it in your, your local, local store local soon. Local store or, or mobile unit at the horse Can show. they buy it directly from you? Uh, currently, no. Okay. Uh, we are ultimately supporting the retailers. Okay, good. So, so when just, if your retailer doesn't have it, you need ask to ask. For it. Yes. Yeah. That's ask right. for it. That's right. But thank they can you. see the products on the website. Yes, they can. Okay, very good. Guy, thank you so much for joining us, and great booth, and uh, welcome to Ada. Thank you for having us. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening into the show today. And, of course, uh, one of the best ways to listen to to our shows is on the app. You just go to Horse Radio Network in the App Store, iOS or Android. It's free and it's easy to use. And all eight shows from the Horse Radio Network are there. I can say a preliminary announcement that there's a new show coming in November. So there'll be nine shows on the app here very shortly. You can look for that coming up and the announcements for that coming up. Don't forget the Radiothon. We'll be making more announcements about that and getting your help. Start thinking of some clever things you can do in sound files for the show. Uh, we want Stable Scoop to be well represented. <laughs> no slackers. No We're slackers. all a bunch of slackers. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right. Helena can be found at. You can find me at Helena at horseradionetwork.com or I'm busy clicking away at sparkleandboom.com. And thanks to everybody who helped us out on uh, International Podcast Day and posted. We had over 300 people download the app in one week. So it was your help and all of those posts you guys did on Facebook. We think there were three or 400 people who posted. That was some serious uh, love. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so, and we've never had 300 people download the app in one week. So thank <laughs> you very much for that. We really, really do appreciate your help. And we also want to thank our sponsors for today's show. And, of course, our sponsors were Total Saddle Fit, Easy Signs Online, Sparkle and Boom, and our auditors. That's you guys. So thanks so much. Well, that's it for this week, Alina. That was awesome. That was plenty, but there'll be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs> <laughs>